Welcome to the Nerdoplexy Comic Movie Review Show. In this series, we are going to break down and analyze every comic movie released between 1989's Batman all the way to 2008's Iron Man. We're going to track the trends, hype the hits, and dunk on the duds all in search of the perfect convergence of comics and cinema. Joining me on this epic journey is my longtime friend and frequent co-conspirator, Sam. I'm going to grind your balls into guacamole. <laughs> And helping us uh, sift through this one, it's our social media manager, Dave. Have a little chloroform, darling. So, sit back, uh, relax, and fucking get comfortable in your coffin as we dive into Bordello of Blood. This one was released August 16th, 1996, directed by Gilbert Adler, starring Dennis Miller, Erica Elenick, uh, Corey Feldman, and Angie Everhart. So, this is the follow-up to the um, quite successful Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Maybe they should have given a little bit more time in between. Let it breathe. I think it came out almost a, exactly a year after Demon Knight. Real TMNT to TMNT 2 vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, I think, might have just been an episode of Tales of the Crypt that they just threw another 20 minutes at, maybe? Seems like it. Because everything besides the special effects seems pretty fucking janky. Yeah, and they had a the couple, uh, couple of good Demon Knight throwbacks, though. There's Demon Knight posters, the, uh, the key comes back yeah the keys in this one it's oddly more breakable than it was in demon knight and you got bill sadler himself death or in this one he's the mummy (laughs) oh yes in in the opening before we get into that had either of you seen this movie before uh watching for the pod i want to say Whenever I saw Demon Knight for the first time, it was on back-to-back with this. Mm. I don't know if it was like on Stars or Showtime or something. I heard of it, uh, but I had never never actually sat down and watched this one. Never saw Bordello of Blood, cha-cha. I, I think I <laughs> m- must have watched it at some point, but... Uh... Just because I remember um, loving the Demon Knight itself so much. And at this time, um, it's, it's a sleepover certainly must have had this on in the background, if, if, if only for the gratuitous nudity. But um, if I did see this, I had no... It never held a place in my mind <laughs> other than being... All I knew about this movie going in was that it had a reputation for being uh, not very good. A well-earned reputation, one might say. <laughs> After the Crypt Keeper tag intro thing with, uh, like you said, Bill Sadler playing the mummy, we get um, a little prologue, like a little Indiana Jones-style prologue, carving through the deepest heart of the jungle with Tierra del Fuego. <laughs> this is before the mummy. Yes, well, yes, I I was. That's something I was thinking about because the 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 scene where they awaken Lilith reminded me quite a lot of uh, the Mummy, 
Uh, even mm-hmm. in that the more people she eats the more she you know rejuvenates so pr- pretty mm-hmm. cool pretty neat like i said the effects in this fucking dope as hell the heart uh there's a heart that grows back together good heart reconstitution bit yeah <laughs> i really like there's like three double crosses in a row and then everybody gets eaten pretty cool i also mm-hmm. like i think my favorite part of this entire fucking movie is how uh vincent who's playing like the indiana jones type here who, who mm-hmm. has he has that key with him as well this is all his his expedition how he and lilith become fucking besties they're like pals. yeah that was nice that was nice like right off the bat they're just like vibing like hey i brought you back to life you want to eat this guy and she's like boy you know i want to eat that guy i'm gonna squish his head first so his eyes pop out <laughs> <laughs> i did like that i also like the the long tongue thing they do in this oh yeah not not something that vampires are really known for doing still a great bit though but a good throwback to Demon Knight, where the, all the demons had very long tongues. Mm-hmm. Well, Lilith here is the apparently the OG mother of mother of vampires, and yes, her technique. So I guess because she's the first one, she's got more refined taste, and she's got to mm-hmm. get them hearts. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. has a kind of um, a prehensile tongue that she puts down a man's esophagus and then uses it to punch the heart out from the inside. Very inventive, very cool um, Tales from the Crypt level uh, death here. They're, all, all their kills are very good in, in, throughout the movie. All in the service of making a deep throat joke. It was the only reason. Mm-hmm. A good service. And then and she's so, so refined that she won't eat vegetarian hearts. They need to have more iron for her. I thought that was a, mm-hmm. a funny bit. She passed out to somebody else. I, I do love that, too, that she was like, okay, do you want this one? She's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to talk about here, but the plot isn't really one of the things I think there is too uh-uh. much to talk about. Mm-mm. Dennis Miller plays Rafe Gutman. The Great name. The Yinzer private eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah down on his luck private eye who is just an absolute shithead to every single person in the movie mm-hmm. um then you got Catherine and her brother caleb uh and caleb goes missing caleb who with his friends they play penis darts i guess at the bar Okay, yeah, I do want to, I do, bef- yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is important. No, this is something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, so the big thing is, Kate, so I just wanted to just say that the Caleb goes missing, Catherine hires Gutman, and then that's basically the whole plot of the movie, them looking for the brother. Yeah, I want to dive into these darts, though. We gotta, we gotta. Yes, and there's not much to say about Caleb, except that it's Corey Feldman, and he he's just a a young man about town a metalhead metalhead him and all of his buddies have the same little skull nose ring to to indicate that they're in their <laughs> gang together which is pretty cute that's pretty good <laughs> adorbs and they take bets on whether or not they can stick darts into their friends penises it happens often enough that the bartender or waitress uh woman says you have to stop playing that game it's it's too much 
So they often play this penis dart game. <laughs> yeah, one man is standing in front of the dartboard and, and Caleb is throwing darts around him. And then someone bets him that they, mm-hmm. he would throw the dart into his balls. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole bit. Uh, he does end up throwing the dart into this man's balls. And, I mean, my whole body is clenching up just thinking about it. This vi- fucking visceral body <laughs> horror. <laughs> it's got to be bad for business. And Caleb... nobody no one is affected this man just pulls the dart out of his ball his fucking human testicle casual like just goes a full dart a metal dart he pulls it out of his testicle and goes oh man and makes a joke he goes my kids are gonna have holes in them i i couldn't believe it no that's the end of the movie that's the whole movie that's the whole movie But it's not, sadly. It's the beginning. And there is a biker character. And I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure what his name is. I should figure that out. Reggie, I believe it is, right? Something like Jenkins, but I can't remember. He's very vital. Is it Reggie? He seems like a Reggie. But yes, Reggie comes and he acts the shit out of this movie. Best goddamn piece of ass (laughs) the whole goddamn world. Truly. I can't tell if he's the worst overactor or the best overactor. I'm talking about getting fucked so good that you might be able to crawl three days later. It's a fine line. Yet again, this movie is prophesizing because he is doing uh, fucking shit. What is, what is the guy from Men in Black? Um who's the bug man oh it's it's like the same performance and an egger suit Egg, your skin is hanging off your bones oh yeah yeah is that better this man is wearing an egger suit though this whole movie with the crypt keeper tattoo on that looks like a third grader did it he's doing a full d'onofrio here yes before the fact so never go full d'onofrio he's he's doing it I don't know if it's successful or not, but his intensity is high. You know what? It was in- it was entertaining. <laughs> I was entertained. I still don't know what that means. I will say I was made aware of the meaning, um, and it shouldn't have been this hard to come to, but what they're going for is inter, which is whenever you place a corpse in a grave or tomb, typically with funeral rites. But the reason why it was so hard to understand is because they put the emphasis in the wrong spot, right? So it should be like entertainment, and it's, they go entertainment, and it's impossible to decipher. Not impossible, but very difficult. It's just a bad joke. It's just, uh, a, it's just a bad joke. It's, it's just a bad joke. It's, it's a bad joke. Everything about this movie is just like a little bit lessened before we move on that that opening scene with bill sadler and the crypt keeper that was like pretty weird and like half-hearted right is was that the energy that you guys were getting off of that mm-hmm. yeah it was like the day of and they're like well we got the puppets and we got bill and he's wrapped up <laughs> i guess um so what do you want to do uh, what if we do rock paper scissors and the person who loses has to have something of them cut off yeah um the, the crypt keeper himself actually looks pretty good though uh the, the, he had like this new mar gnarly kind of uh, animatronic where the bone moves under the skin 
and I was really just digging his like it was like uh, my dinner with Andre <laughs> thing or whatever. <laughs> like he, he, like the mummy is just prattling on about this Lilith story, and uh, he's like he, his like inner monologue is like no. I'd give my left nut for this lunch to be over. Yeah, and I'm, that's a bad way to open your movie because yeah, me too. I also want to get the fuck out of this. It was like audience surrogate. Like, this is a mistake. You should get out of this. Uh, it wanted to, could not. Could not complete. Um, all right. So they're, they're at the bar. They This this absolute madman comes up to them uh, and gets in their face and says, y'all want to fuck? And they say, yeah, absolutely, sir. Absolutely, we want to fuck. Where can we do that? And he says, follow me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, for sure, we're going to do that. To be fair... Two of two of their friends go. Oh, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Why would you go with that man? <laughs> yeah, that's an insane idea. And those those two people get to live. That was a good message. <laughs> I noted that Zeke was the only person with a fucking brain in his head. So they, uh, yeah, they had to they head to a funeral home, and they they're told the pastor they're looking for the 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 Covington Wake or whatever Cunningham Wake, yeah. Cunningham Wake, yes, the Cunningham Wake is important. Password to get <laughs> yeah. you in the door. Really, don't mess that one up, buddy. That's the one you can't mess up. <laughs> if you tell them you're there for the Covington Wake, it's a completely different scene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more posh, actually. There's a couple of different Renfield characters because the the guy Reggie at the bar has kind of got big uh, Renfield vibes, and then the other man who is the funeral home director, um, whose name is McCutcheon. Also, just got re-signed for the Pirates. Yeah, we got Kutch back. <laughs> um, uh, but to your point, a lot of Renfields. Swimming in Renfields. Yeah, McCutcheon is a, uh, he's a mortician. Uh, yeah. Who, a nipple-booping mortician. Very weird, very bad <sighs> man. He likes to breathe in the gases. Yeah. Extremely professional Very man. gross. He's a bad man with bad habits. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, have you guys seen the trailer for Renfield, the new Nicolas Cage movie? Yes. Looks amazing. I think I saw a teaser or something like that, and I decided that I did not want... You have to see the full trailer. I'm going to see the movie, so there's... there's... Fair enough. If you don't want to be spoiled by anything, but... I like heard the premise and saw the people in it and said, no, yeah, this, this is a movie for me. Yeah. It checks all the boxes. Um, so yeah, so they get there to, they go through the, the transport that they have rigged up for the Cunningham wake, which is a coffin with a Uh little pulley that puts them through a coffin coaster. So you get in a coffin, they close it. They take you down this little coffin coaster's little chute, and you pop out a super fun happy slide. <gasps> super fun happy slide into the middle of a room, into the bordello, the main lobby, where everybody's naked and just getting it on. Essentially, just the babe scene from Willie's. His hypnotizing from Demon Knight. Yeah, <sighs> that's kind. Of, that's the kind of what the the pitch for this movie was. It's like, what if it was just that Willie's fantasy scene, the whole movie? And the executives were like, yeah, absolutely. Here's all the money. They went from like scared that they were going to die to like super into it the second the coffin opens. 
which is like, well, <laughs> in their defense, they were going through, uh, they were both of them in one coffin on a crypt coaster <laughs> and, and there was fire coming through the coffin itself. So they thought they were just being murdered. Not to mention they were sent through that coaster at gunpoint. <laughs> Which is gotta be a bad. That <laughs> kills the I vibe. Forget about that. <laughs> yeah, cool. they bounced Cause, right cause, back. They saw some titties and they yeah. bounced right back. Yeah, they were like, uh, actually, we don't want to go into that coffin. And the guy was like, yeah, but I have a gun, and you will go into this whorehouse now. You have come far too far to turn back now. So yeah, but they decided it was all must have all been in good fun because here they are at the uh, prostitute party. Right. Well, I'm I'm guessing that these these guys are supposed to be skewing pretty young maybe they're like not even of drinking age to be in the bar because while they're still at the bar they all cheers and they said here's to getting late sooner or later yeah (laughs) it's the saddest cheers yeah and that's when this guy reggie comes in and sooner and later (laughs) these high school kids i guess they're they're (laughs) Corey feldman 40 year old high school kid how do you do, fellow kids? In his second vampire movie. They fucking just, they're in a bordello. They, they get peeled away pretty quickly. They um, each get a lady. And then, you know, like we said, this is where, this is where the, the long tongue comes into play. From Lilith. Yeah, yeah. Lilith gets first. <laughs> Lilith gets prima nocta on these boys and eats their hearts. And then we cut to like, what, like a couple of days later? Yes, so Catherine is going to the police to report that her brother's missing, and that's where Dennis Miller is also. And she realizes that she's not going to get very far with the police because they have too many missing persons cases. I wonder why. But Dennis Miller is interested because he recognizes Catherine, or he feels like he does, and uh, he wants to be a part of the case. So he finally convinces her to let him... Uh, investigate, which takes him to the church where they are burying what seems to be a rather large human because it's taking a lot of people to carry the coffin. But what you'll come to find out much later is because that's what they're how they're dumping the bloodless halls of people that have come out of the bordello. Yeah, Gutman here making a, a joke at the expense of a. Of the recently deceased. It's his first instinct. It's his instinct every time. This guy sucks. Gutman is the worst. You know, I I didn't hate the Dennis Miller of it all because it worked more than it didn't. And so much of the movie didn't work for way different reasons than Dennis Miller. Right. He was almost the best part of the movie. Ugh. <laughs> So much of it seemed like they tried to make other people do Dennis Miller also to try to like match his energy. And it was like so corny. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I think Dennis Miller was uh, coming off a little heavy handed, too. You I mean, that's kind of his bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't particularly enjoy his 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 shtick. If you can't separate the man from the art, yeah. you're not going to enjoy it. Dennis no, Miller, it, it's hard much. for me because he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he works a little bit better um, under constraints. I think, like on TV, where he he can't be like totally off the chain, and I think I think he's kind of losing it here. There's there's never a time when you're 
they're trying to do like a Jim Carification of Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, go ahead and do your do do your Dennis Miller thing. Yeah, it doesn't serve any purpose. There's never a time when I was really connecting with him or like yeah. rooting for him at all because at the end of every scene or interaction, he would say a little snarky bullshit. Which you know, like, okay, that's his that's his whole shtick. There's one moment when he making jokes about keeping the photo in a locket. Of her, like, seemingly dead brother. To her face. This, yeah, <laughs> just right, the first interaction. I did love him talking on the phone with his ex-wife, where uh, it, he just, he says something like, he's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I hate you. Yeah, yeah, okay, fuck you. And then hangs up. Yeah, gotta go, fuck you. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> that was uh, probably my favorite uh, point in the movie. So he's he's on the case. He's on the case for a discount. Because he's he's not doing so great, you know, like real down on your luck kind of sob. He uh, tracks down the, his, the friends, and eventually, and has a very hostile interaction while they're playing pool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take him long to head to the funeral home. Yeah, he goes to the funeral home, but the McCutcheon character says, like, yeah, that the Cunningham wake isn't happening today for whatever reason. So you see Lilith interviewing new vampire, uh, new potential vampire prostitute, mm-hmm. Tammy. And he does a little investigation. He goes down and finds the brother Caleb's nose ring and takes it to Catherine, who you come to find out is working for Humperdinck Ministries, Chris Sarandon, uh-huh yeah jc the rock and roll preacher himself yep yeah yeah so she's like a it's a pure goody two shoes she's like mm-hmm. an assistant to this um televangelist kind of guy mm-hmm. who we let you know you find out not too soon after this is obviously fucking in on it while he's there though he he interacts with lilith and she tries to um sex hypnotize him Mm-hmm. with his with his sexual fantasies because he's got and they they touch on this briefly and then kind of never again that he has like special blood that tastes like really good so they want to keep him around so they could fucking milk his blood for a long time i would have liked that in the finale like on tap keeping him on like a permanent milking station okay it's like his final uh his final punishment or whatever but before that he tricks uh tammy into the torture device that she tries to get him into and he he, he's like what would you do with that he's like oh you put your hand up in there right and then you put your other hand up in there and then tammy was it's her first day on the job you know what i mean yeah her first day on the job she's handcuffed (laughs) so he's able to bail out but he leaves his wallet and yeah that's whenever um and a bit of his blood Yes, and that's whenever Lilith comes and tries to seduce him with some Marilyn Monroe bits. Cheerleader bits. I should say that the uh, Lilith character played by Angie Everhart, who never acted a day in her life before this movie, and I think she only got this role because she was dating Sylvester Stallone, who convinced Joel Silver to put her in. But she does an okay job, all things considered. Oh, I thought she was a famo model. Yeah, she's a model. Okay, yeah, honestly no, I think she was one of the better the better uh, performances in the movie because mm-hmm. I, herself and um Corey Feldman seem to be the only two people 
Well, actually, you know, Vincent, Vincent's pretty good too. Vincent was solid. Yeah. Uh, th- but they know like they, they've got the temperature of the movie they're in. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Right. Um, because I mean, even Chris Sarandon, Chris Sarandon's doing okay, but his character is just so like outrageous that I think he's having a, he doesn't have a whole lot to. There's too many little uh, bits that he doesn't have a lot to hold on to. But yeah, no, I think she does a great job. There's a couple of line readings that are a little, a little bit wonky, but her presence on camera is, is quite good. She holds focus quite well. The bordello situation is is very interesting to me. Um, like they're the model, um, but it was a question that I had while I was watching the movie that they kind of answered for me, which I did love because you pull up uh, initially, and when Dennis Miller goes back again, the the parking lot is full of cars. There's mm-hmm. a whole ton of cars there, and I'm wondering. Do some of these people manage to make it back out? Do some have an interaction with one of the workers and do they get to go home and only some are pulled aside and killed per night? Or is everybody in there being murdered? I think they're either being killed or turned. It's got to be bad for marketing. If the only person marketing for you is Reggie... Who is just right. yelling about in every bar that he can, he can <laughs> sneak into that doesn't kick him out. Just eating raw hamburger meat with his fingers and fucking shouting about what you want to fuck. <laughs> These girls do things they don't have names for. <laughs> yeah, he says that a lot. <laughs> I'm guessing some of these folks, maybe like the high rollers are making it out and maybe like the... The, the folks who could not afford the services are the ones who are consumed. Perhaps. But um, they, they do mention that they, uh, they, they sell the cars, and that's, that's a yeah. source of income for them as well, of the murdered men. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, continuing the plot, uh, Rafe Gutman tries to tell the cops and Catherine about the bordello. They go there, and the coffin doesn't go through like it did before because they knew he was going to be bringing people there. And he's he's upset because they're gaslighting him. They're gaslighting me, man. He is like very extremely upset, and they're like, "Oh, they did. They changed it. They're chicken me, man. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> then we get our first glimpse of the uh, Chekhov's laser light of the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> because Chris Sarandon has this telethon or whatever that they're paying five million dollars to get on the air. And there's like a giant Satan and the laser delight of the Lord, I guess, is supposed to be casting him down. Instead of like the laser beam just shooting, there's a giant animatronic devil that comes out of the ground. The cross splits open and a devil comes out Mm -hmm. and then is 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 to be shot with a laser beam that has been reflected from the tip of Chris Sarandon's guitar. Of course. It's a lot of moving parts. Dennis Miller finds out that the reason why the bodies are so heavy is because they're taking out multiple bodies. He goes to take a picture to prove it, but lo and behold, uh, Reggie, whose head gets popped off by Lilith, Mm -hmm. is in there, doubled up, and he takes a picture, but... Take a picture of a vampire, it doesn't show up in the film. Yes, because he was was partially undead, so I guess at least that 
even partially undead uh, don't show up <laughs> yet again uh, gutman is very upset and ang- and like angry at catherine when the pictures aren't developed mm-hmm. basically yells at her pretty good and this is where we find out that the reverend has been running the whole operation behind the scenes mm-hmm. he's the one who sent vincent on the hunt and he's providing the blood and the key yes he's providing the blood which is or something. Yes. Or something. Because it, it comes back empty. Something. And at the same time as the photo's not developing, Catherine's going to do a documentary on oh, yes. strippers and prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And, and she runs in to Lilith in the bar, and they're recording, and it looks like she's just talking to a table. So now she's starting to believe Rafe. Here's a little bit of trivia, too, that, that makes it slightly more interesting, uh, I guess. There were cut scenes, I think. It's still sort of in there where she sees a poster of... uh, Catherine sees a poster of herself when she was in porn, I guess is the idea. And that's why Dennis Miller says that he recognizes her. (laughs) I know I've seen you somewhere. She picks up that poster of a porn star at his place. Yeah, I think the poster just said, like, like Tammy Titties or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely not that's <laughs> no it is in I'm the making sure of featurette of <laughs> erica laniac admits there were scenes not shot in which it explains Catherine was a former porn star named chubby o'toole that's what it is chubby o'toole chubby. the chubby o'toole poster is found by Catherine in rafe's office this explains the line about rafe thinking he recognized her from somewhere as he had the porn movie that she was in another reason why she's turned to the ministry here and she wants to have a documentary about like the evils of pornography and sex work and things lust yes a documentary on lust is just a porn though the way she described it (laughs) yeah she's been a real buzzkill (laughs) she has videos in the strip club yeah (laughs) that's not cool Catherine. you can't be doing that i have a feeling they don't let you in there with a big camera normally so uh, caleb who's now a vampire and it gives them a call for a meetup he's a found boy <laughs> yes he does his he, he does his founding his found boyness and there's a point there where i did laugh uh, pretty hard when gutman calls him a jagoff which i thought was pretty fun listen you jagoff yes and on his way in he says uh, i feel like i'm in a bad tales from the crypt episode that's because because you are <laughs> yeah this is one of the bad ones i do love that Gutman did not hesitate even one second and immediately blasts Caleb like six times right in the fucking chest plate. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. With his revolver. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't work, but I just do love that he was like, yeah, I'm not fucking with this. Good housekeeping. Uh, Lilith is now freed from the key because Vincent decides to explode it, even though JC is trying to convince him to not do that thing. Well, they're trying to expand. So now Lilith has free reign. And the vampire Tammy, disguised as a nurse, tries to kill Rafe, but he knocks the blind open and she gets sunlight on her and blows up. Which is also all in service of a Whoopi Goldberg bit. (laughs) Yes. Just so Whoopi Goldberg could get a cameo. Saying she should have gotten the private room. And then there's the most troubling scene, Uh in my opinion. All right. (laughs) Lilith has Catherine... Thanks to Corey Feldman. Right. And she's getting handsy with Catherine, you know, because she's, I guess, whatever, an enjoyer of all things human body. And 
Corey Feldman is his character is getting very excited at the idea of Lilith touching his sister. And yeah. Yeah. didn't even ca- don't care like you can say whatever you want like oh well his character is basically a demon now he's basically like a soulless mindless whatever but that's still so gross isn't it? <laughs> it's gross, <laughs> but it is. They talk they talk about that kind of stuff on Buffy. No joke. I keep going back to that show, but uh, when Angel becomes a vampire, he doesn't care about family being not sexual objects. That's gross. It is. It's awfully gross. Vampires are gross. No, that's so gross. Um, it's just pure instinct, pure like like desire and drive. Because that's you know, the allegory of the vampire is basically abstinence. I hate to do this, but the makeup for Corey Feldman vampire is so much worse than like the Lost Boys makeup. Oh, it's bad. They just like make his cheeks real puffy. His vampire physicality is the worst out of all of them for sure but he's really into the like full goblin mode when he is a vampire which Mm -hmm. i did appreciate hashtag goblin mode (laughs) it's word of the year word of the year goblin mode okay Mm -hmm. this is the world we live in (laughs) it's true um but Yes, Dennis Miller, he, uh, well, he, I guess we know he was detained by the police, but then he got out and that's, he exploded Tammy. Then he took a car and, which I always love this. I loved it in Lethal Weapon. I, mm-hmm. I love whenever they just, just drive straight through the front door of a building. And what's the good. best part about this is the mortician is like just going to answer the door. And <laughs> like, like as if, to no fanfare whatsoever, the, hit, the car runs through the front door, absolutely murdering the mortician. Splattered him. Dennis Miller gets out of the car, shoots Vincent. The dummy of the of the mortician is getting hit is so fucking good. It's very good. Yeah, because like you said, it's like there's not a big wind up. It's uh-uh. just kind of like oh, someone's at the door, and then you hear boom, and then like one smash cut, you see him, then he's run over. It's extremely yep. good. One of the more effective scenes. And it's unfortunate because it goes from that very clean, good action moment to a very drawn out, highly ridiculous scene of women women exploding for uh, what, like four minutes? Four minutes of super I, soaker. I holy did water. laugh at a few of the because uh, they were just playing with the special effects there. They're mm-hmm. like, "What can we Some do?" Some of them were very good. They're jumping on trampolines and then exploding. Yeah, like I've melted the top half of this one, and the bottom half is still walking. And then the oh, the half a body was awesome. Yeah, those were very <laughs> funny. Uh, I would love for somebody to cut together, take some context out, just Dennis Miller shooting super soaker scenes, <laughs> and Chris Sarandon shooting super soakers, and like cut into a Super Soaker commercial. The Super Soaker 50. Just pump up our powerful air pressure system. And you can soak someone up to 50 feet away. The Super Soaker 50 from Laramie. Also available Thunder Flash. And Super Soaker Wing Thing. Each sold separately. Oh, wow. Okay. Forget, like, I don't want to see any of the corpses. I don't want to see any vampires explode. I just want to see Dennis Miller having a good old time with a super soaker. Well, Dennis Miller trying to do, like, a badass face while spraying yeah. a super soaker. And Chris, Sar- Chris Sarandon just going, 
barely moving at all. <laughs> pretty sure he's on a dolly. Basically, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun. They, like you, like you said, the effects are top notch, but it just it goes on for so long, culminating in Dennis Miller shooting a hole into Caleb to where mm-hmm. Corey Feldman gets a great line. Oh shit! This sucks. Sure did. Real classic. It just lives lives in it for me. Uh huh. <laughs> Everybody just says that, you know, that's part of my, my lexicon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, shit. This I'd sucks. Like to think, I'd like to think I have the presence of mind that if I get shot, that that's what I say. <laughs> I mean, it's probably what I would say. That's what I'd be thinking. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. That's, uh, I hate that. My fucking final ass words. <laughs> Literally one touch of sunlight is enough to blow blow whole vampire up. It was like mm. a, a very small swath of skin, and she got totally screwed uh, and exploded pretty good. And then, yes, yeah, so small drops of holy water also will do the trick. Mm-hmm. But it won't work on Lilith. Nope, because she needs her heart vivisected. Yeah, th- these are all relatively new vampires, so they're, they're extremely uh, susceptible. And relatively nude vampires. Uh, th- that as well. Maybe if they had a little, a couple more layers on, they wouldn't have gotten on their skin. The preacher uh, is wired to explode as well. He comes armed with a suicide vest. He also attempts to stab Lilith because the, the, the only way to kill Lilith is you have to um, cut her heart into four pieces. And JC gives it a shot and gets himself stabbed instead. The pretty gnarly, he gets his hand broken off at the wrist. Oh, yeah. Just like squirts blood. Yeah. Kind of like the last, kind of like Demon Knight when she gets her arm broken off. Yes, Irene. Rip. Good effects both. But yeah, JC dies and tells them to, you know, broadcast. And I, I don't know what they're broadcasting, that vampires are real. <laughs> yeah, what's the solution there? Vamp- yeah, arm yourselves. You need holy water. They have to get back to the laser for the fucking deus ex. Yeah, the whole point is, yeah, the laser light of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so there's where the final clash happens. There's a fight between Lilith and Catherine, and Dennis Miller manages to activate the laser beam, and it, it carves the heart into four pieces, but... The preacher didn't, you know, mention that you also have to take the heart out of the body. And um, at the very last second, um, Catherine comes up and removes the heart and Lilith is dead. And they go to a a rabbi who seals it up and says, that's it. Good news. Dennis actually gets a piece of the heart, like Legend of Zelda. I loved it. He caught it. He had the right in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But why did Catherine do that? Because we find out not two minutes later, she's she's only a, a ding dang vampire. So why'd she? They don't do the whole um, head vampire thing in this for sure. No, doesn't seem to matter. Head vampire dies, doesn't matter at all. But I've been thinking about this, Dave, and my thought is, she was bitten, certainly once. But what's her name had said that it's a process; it takes time. Mm-hmm. So. She was still human when she killed Lilith. There's two trains of thought I was thinking about this. One, she was still human. Then that night went to sleep, 
died in the night and then was uh, resurrected as a vampire, or she just wanted Lilith out of the way so she could be the head bitch in charge. HBIC. The HBIC. HVIC. Ooh, V. I'm going with head vampire in charge, yeah. Or or Vich. <laughs> there we go. I like it. You thank you for fixing that for me. Because I, I had I, the, the thought had occurred to me as well. Like, why would she go through all that if if only to? But my final notes are uh, as such: Gutman is still a condescending piece of shit. He's learned <laughs> nothing. Oh, good. Uh, he's being killed. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're a regular Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> was it now do you think gutman will come back do do they all come back as um vampires do you think in this in this universe yeah i think so i think everybody that still has their heart comes back as a vampire mm, or head at least because reggie was his head removed and that killed him or at least disabled him interesting he appeared dead because he didn't stop the picture from being taken or whatever. Yeah. Didn't get out when the coffin was open. Didn't move at all. Yes. But why didn't he explode? All the other vampires like exploded when they died. Well, I don't know. Maybe, who, who, who knows the ways of these, bord- in these bordellos <laughs> of blood? The audience had a lot of questions uh, with this one when it was released as well. Like, why am I seeing this movie? And um, when will it end? Uh, this one was budgeted at at $13 million. It opened to $2.6 million, and its gross worldwide was uh, a measly six. So, Woof. yeah, not, not very good. I think um, Demon Knight made something like 45 on an 11 so quite a fall off that's a probably the reason they didn't make another one of these until 2002 apparently (laughs) allegedly yeah so uh let's see what else what else we got what what else do we have we have to go through and could do a comic convergence I know you talked some about it already. I happened to watch a documentary about Tales from the Crypt. Okay. Interesting. What what did what did you learn? Uh, you learned about Bill Gaines, the creator, Al Feldstein. I mean, there's not so much to say, but just that they had a lot to do with whenever the comic code stuff came up. Bill Gaines actually uh testified Chris Gaines' father. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, Dave. Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks. <laughs> His poor name would be Girth Brooks. But yeah, anyway, EC Comics, they they did uh, the original Tales from the Crypt. They had three characters like Crypt Keeper. Uh, one was the Old Witch, and one was the Vault Keeper. So they, had, oh. they just, a lot of all framing devices mm-hmm. sort of try to keep the humor in it and they had some some sci-fi stuff they were trying to do basically what twilight zone ended up doing like social commentary and stuff and uh yeah ultimately because of the comic code the comic died 
and EC Comics pretty much all but died, except that they still had Mad Magazine. Oh, that's what carried them through. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Nice. That's great. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, I think um, it's about time we get to right down to it and determine who was our favorite, who was our least, who's the best, and who's the, the least the least best it's time for who's your hero who's your villain my hero is lilith okay yeah she loved those puns in the entendre and she was just all about it i feel like like you had said it, it i didn't know this was her first movie she got the temperature of the movie and she just delivered it she was uh great absolutely um i will pick it back right off of that and i'll say i really like i really like vincent that guy was great he he's he did an expedition he had all the rules, and then he just made a good friend. Even after, I was so worried that when the key broke, Lilith would like turn on him and like just like eat him. But no, they were still just vibing. So yeah, they were cool. Vincent's my guy. He was still trying to protect the bordello. Yeah, to his he, last good business strat. He thought he did get blasted right away too, though. Which he did immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis Miller got out of the car and shot <laughs> shot him, <laughs> and he he died very quickly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, my hero is, I'll say it was Crypt Keeper last time. It can't be the Crypt Keeper again. I'll say Dennis Miller. I feel like he had enough. It's not his fault this movie was bad. Although it's probably his fault this movie was bad. Like his performance isn't why this movie is bad. I read on IMDb that he was very hard to work with on this movie where he would be like, try to get like all of his scenes done up front basically and then bail, and then everybody else is having to act against the script supervisor. Like, that's that's bad form for actors in general. So, right. not great guy, and he did a lot of ad-libbing that confused a lot of folks. But I'll still say, he made me laugh a couple times, which I think is good. <laughs> not a lot of heroes to go around in this one. That's why I'm struggling <laughs> with most. And the only reason why I would say him is because I'll get to say my villain next is Reggie, because the man, I mean, the dude was on fire <laughs> i mean it looked literally like he was on fire he was Del Fuego. he acted like he was on fire <laughs> like his all of his insides and you come to find out though because he's partially through the transformation to be a vampire maybe or he's just undead or what have you he, he seems like he's in horrible pain and even though the acting is so bad if you consider that like maybe it's because it feels like everything is on fire Mm-hmm. That like it would be hard to speak normally and try to convince people to go to some place whenever you're in maybe the worst pain imaginable. Yeah, like all your senses turned up to a thousand. In fact, let me let me flip flop that and just say my hero Reggie, villain Dennis Miller. Okay, he did okay, he did okay enough to make me laugh a couple times, but he seemed like a big jag off himself. Uh, well. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say that I think his character um, Gutman is, is my villain. He had a very good bit where he only had one business card, and that mm-hmm. was pretty funny. But he was easily the most antagonistic character in the entire movie. He he was going after his only like his only customer that he had seemingly has ever had since his license has been revoked because he didn't pay the fucking fine the 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 license fee of twenty dollars. All his troubles seemed to be his own making, and he was—he was just had a bad—he had had a bad attitude, and I didn't like. Yeah, him. 
It's a bad guy. He was a rude, crude dude with a bad attitude. Right. Indeed. Didn't like it. My villain's that deputy he eat, who eats stew bad. Yeah, oh, that's, I didn't want to see gross. that man. Didn't like. I was that. glad that he died like right after. He had that coming. It was awful. That was a pretty bad scene. Yeah, it was hard <laughs> to watch. Gumbin had some real wild thing to say though. It's like I swear to God, if you don't get any more soup in my in your mouth, I'm gonna kill you or something. He said something. Could you get some stew in your fucking head? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, could you just try to get. Let that be just like the lowest bar is if you could just eat the food instead of get it all over yourself, basically. <laughs> it really dialed the scene up to like a hundred. <laughs> but it was gross. Um, yeah, it's gross is bad. This movie is gross and bad. Didn't like it. Uh, we're at the part now when we tell you if we'd recommend it. I would, I would, don't, don't watch this. This sucks. No way. Sucks. Watch a YouTube clip of like the cool special effects and then be done with it. There are a lot of cool special effects. Yeah. Those people are the real heroes. Other than that, there's th- this movie is, is is trash. It's bad. I hate it. What did you guys think? No, don't watch this movie. Don't no. there's no no person I would tell to watch this movie. I mean if you're on a if you're on a Tales from the Crypt kick. <laughs> Even that's then. it. Even then, I would say, just watch some behind the scenes. There's got to be a reason why you do this. A completionist. If you are a Dennis Miller, like, super (laughs) fan, that would be, I think, that's the only person this movie is for. Yeah. That's probably true. Because there's a lot of Dennis Miller in this movie and his weird baggy pants. Uh, Yes. That was the style of the time. <laughs> he, I wish he was wearing Jenko jeans. I would have loved it so much. <laughs> Dave was a Jenko wearer, in case anybody forgets. I had I had Jenkos, but they weren't the wild Jenkos. They were like I had just some pretty regular Jenkos. They were like regular, just wide leg jeans. Which are also pretty whack in general. Just wide leg jeans in general are whack. But they weren't like they weren't like the ones that you could fit three people in. I would not have worn those. I had a pair of uh, our friend Aaron. He he was he was he's very tall and he was very tall immediately, even into middle school. And I I had a big pair of pants, a big pair of jeans that were wide leg on me, but they were just like an old pair of his jeans. <laughs> so there was that. Um, <laughs> Caleb's jacket in this was actually fucking dope, though. Yeah. He had a leather jacket with like a bunch of random like military pins and buttons and shit on it. It's pretty dope. I enjoyed the look. Yeah, it, this movie looked okay, but it was just there's just nothing to it. It was it should have been a 45 minute episode of TV, and it was just uh, too too long. So don't watch this one. But. Uh, we thank you that you listened to us talk about this one. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to do it in the last one, too, and I, I almost forgot to do it again. Let's check the IMDb or the, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes really quick. Oh, yeah. the Tomatometer. I'll say Demon Knights Rotten Tomatoes. 
is a 37% with 35 votes. I guess you go, the further back you go on Rotten Tomatoes, the less likely you are to, to get a really good number because the audience score, it's kind of like an upside down bell curve. 35, and that's critics, but the audience score, 64%, 10,000 plus ratings. Hmm. I think that's fair. Pretty accurate, I would say, but uh, not very good. Chimonometer for Bordello of Blood, 15%, and the audience score, 31%. That's your your Dennis Miller and Tales from the Crypt Faithful right there. So the question is, do we do 2002's Ritual, which... 0%. Zero percent. Uh oh. Zero <laughs> percent with an audience score of twenty nine percent. What the critics gave it zero? Five critics gave it zero. That's bad. They gave it That's a zero not- <laughs> because the critics didn't even fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, hit us up at nerdyplexy at gmail.com or at nerdyplexypod on Twitter. We'll be talking with our social media manager, Dave. Yeah, hit me up. You can also check me out at the face of Dave. Let me know about your favorite Tales from the Crypt episode. Ooh, I'll tell you what mine is right now. Uh, there's an episode where a woman makes her husband into soap. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm at PGH underscore read all over the internet. Sam's at PGH underscore SVH. Uh, join us next time. We'll have a mini episode and then we'll probably watch another movie. So check in with the mini to find out what that flick will be. Uh, but until we meet again. We'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. Who was the mummy talking about that would give his left nut to work with him? Because <laughs> he said those words. He said, oh, he didn't want to work with me when I was an actor, but now... Now, of course, he'd give his left nut to work with me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he, ever, if he ever specifies. They're just, like, talking shop. The fact that... The fucking Crypt Keeper dissociates at the beginning of his own movie, and he just fucking checks out right away. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, I really wish I wasn't here right now. I'd rather be almost anywhere else than watching Bordello of Blood. He's like, oh, yes, watch your movie, idiots. Like he's he's yeah. like just so fucking dispirited. I would rather play rock, paper, scissors with a mummy. First, I'll rip your dick off. Then I'm gonna grind your balls into guacamole. Now, if you were to make guacamole out of someone's testicles, right? You need a lot of cilantro to cover that. Yeah. Do you still need avocado, or is it instead of avocado? Is that what it's? I assumed it was instead. I, I thought it's like instead you don't have avocado. avocado. We don't have avocado, but we do, Wait, have, we do testicles. have testicles. testicles. Yeah. Okay. Lime. You can make like a tartare, I'd say probably be better, you know, but guacamole, just some garlic in there. You know, everything's better than garlic. Guacamole specifically must contain avocado, I think. Maybe they use avocado oil. <laughs> That's true. Stupid. Fucking Stupid. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
A lot of ball torture in this one. Five bucks if you hit him in the nuts. Five dollars? Five bucks in the nuts. Are you serious? What? Why don't you come back when you grow some hair on your nuts and we'll talk about it. Why don't you come look at my nuts? They're very nice. I'd rather crazy glue my dick to the bullet train than fuck you. How's that? It would take more than $16 for me to let my buddy throw a dart <laughs> in my testicle. I'll tell you that. These are bad friends. Those are bad friends that, that, yeah. that throw darts in your testicles. That's a good PSA. Hey, hey, kids, if, a, if someone's throwing a dart in your testicle, it's a bad friend. If your friend ever asks you if you can throw a dart in your testicle... It's okay to say no. It's a red flag. Deal breaker. The Crypt Keeper says, I'd give my left nut for this lunch to be over after the mummy says that <laughs> whoever this Jack character would give his left nut to work with him. I'd give my left nut for this lunch to be over. <laughs> I would I would give my left nut for this podcast to be over. 